welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Griffin, Zach, yes. Ryan, and Chase. Long ago, these four podcasters started a God. show, and then everything changed when Zach and Griffin broke off on their own. That was my my sort of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Only the pet shop master of all the critters in the multiverse <laughs> could band together. But when I and I I met this boy named Zach. And frozen in a in a sea of uh, Wonka Candy's nerds and, <laughs> and Mountain Dew. And <laughs> okay, yeah, we're getting off track. Hey, everyone, right. it's hi. me. Hi, it's me, Zach, and I'm Griffin. And if you couldn't tell by our intro, uh, we're we're stepping away from our normal uh, sort of D&D goodness for a, another brand of fantastic goodness. Oh, yes, definitely. See, this is a show that I've loved for a very long time, and I'm sure that, that it, you have as well. I believe this is Absolutely. one of our first big conversations. I remember you, me, and our dear friend Abby Casino standing around and talking about this backstage um, during a show that we don't talk about anymore. Right, the show that we don't talk about anymore. Talking about this in, in great depth, and that is, of course, the world of Avatar The Last Airbender. And by extension, Avatar The Legend of Korra. Yes, the only two Avatar properties in existence. N- nothing. Well, um, that and the, the only the... two Avatar properties. I'm just saying, there's a litany of graphic novels and, and comics that have come out that are very good. The only two uh, video-based <laughs> Avatar properties. <laughs> For Avatar properties that matter. Well, I'm excited about the Netflix one, but anyway. Anyway, oh, that is coming out, isn't it? Well, it, it's been delayed a bunch, but I'm excited for when yeah. it does come out. Anyway, yeah. friends, anyway, yeah, I'm, we're here. Uh, you can't see it, but we're both mm-hmm. repping our, uh, our our kingdom's uh, garb at the moment. Um, yeah, I'd like everyone to th- wait. Think right now. I fr- we may have talked about it previously on the show, but I would like for you all to take ten seconds to yourself and think: what sort of benders would Zach and Griffin be? Ooh, Go yes. Ahead. I'll give you your ten seconds. I don't think we've talked about this on the air, so this is going to be we very good. We have. It's like, it's kind of, I think it's maybe sprinkled in there. Can we call this on the air? I don't know. I mean, I, it's on there. All right, you've had your 10 seconds. Um, so, uh, Zach. I am a, a proud representative of the Earth Kingdom. Um, uh, you're an, ooh. Yes, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Earth boy with my nice Earthbender jersey I have on at the moment. Mm-hmm. That that you still can't seem to find the water tribe version at Box Lunch. I I cannot. It's been sold out from the minute you sent that link to me. Yeah. Um, but yes, I am a I am a proud uh, water tribe water tribe. citizen. Well, probably well, probably like I feel like it'd be a, a a northern water tribe guy. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I feel like I might, you know, take my take vacations to the Southern Water Tribe. <laughs> like, yeah, you 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 know, Matt, you you bounce back, you bounce back yeah. and forward. 
It's true. It's true. Um, are you like a are you like a bossing say guy? Or are you I, like a smaller little? Are you uh, that town that Zuko shows up to when he's like pretending to not be Zuko? I think I am. Oh God, I'm I'm betraying myself here. The one that uh, Omashu. I think I'm more of an Omashu boy. Omashu. There yeah. we go. I, I lost the first second. I was really disappointed, but then I got it back, and I'm proud of myself. That's where that's where Boomy is, right? Where Boomy is the king. Yes. Yes. King um, Boomy as. <laughs> As you can see, we love our Avatar Oh, stuff. we love it very, um, very much. And Avatar is a very fun world. Also, I did look this up just a minute ago. It's just called the world of Avatar. It's, just it's actually world. called, like, Earth. It's just Earth, in, yeah. Which makes sense, because they're Earthbenders. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, the world of Avatar, it's fun, because as you know, if you're familiar with the show uh, and the, the content therein, that all of the animals or at least a large majority of the animals and fauna and beasts there are all like hybridized Mm -hmm. they're like two different animals smooshed together or sometimes three or sometimes three Mm -hmm. like a saber-toothed moose bear Mm -hmm. and so we we decided to to dive into this second i love this quite a bit oh it's so so good if you have not had the pleasure please go and check that out immediately go check Um, it out because for a cartoon that was, you know, for four kids on Nickelodeon, man, it was ahead of its time. Oh, it's so and, good. Ah. Uh, what a I so remember good. I remember watching the first episode of Avatar. It was at my grandma's old place because she would pick me up from school and I my would, parents worked. That was that was me too. Cause we were in grade school when this show first came yeah. out. And then there were like so many delays for I the think, first, yeah, the I first think it was like uh, around middle school was when this came out. Like sixth yeah. sixth grade was when this mm-hmm. one first debuted. And then for the finale of Last Airbender, which is one of the best finales oh, in it's TV so history. Good. Yo. I remember we were going to like the Outer Banks or something, or like out, like Dauphin Islands, as on a vacation with the family, and I kept asking my mom, I was like, you know, when do you think we're gonna get there? And we had like a big beach house because this was yeah. like a big family event. So I was like, when are we gonna get there? When are we gonna get there? Because me and my cousin Ben both were like, I gotta see the Avatar. We gotta watch it. <laughs> so like, I like dragged all my bags inside, found a spare bedroom, and closed the door and turned on the TV so I could watch the Avatar. Gotta finale. find Nickelodeon. <laughs> Uh, it was so good. I remember oh. exactly where I was for both of those events. Yo, um, it's it's a very good, very good we could, show. We should just start a so- another sideshow. A, a, a fan, a fan cast of Avatar. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, yeah. Oh, but uh, yes. So with um, the state of things in our current world, we wanted to think of what are some some cuddly pals that we could mm-hmm. snuggle. Um, mm-hmm. To get through these trying times, we were like, oh, we know some four beautiful creatures from the Avatar yeah. of the Last Airbender universe that we could uh, 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 promote. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. To hold and or snoogle. To hold and or snoogle and or have snoogle back at you. That was a yeah. very long-winded way of saying you'll snoogle. It'll be good. That's great. It's, it's, it's Snoogle great. it up. <laughs> anyway. Avatar, let, the last snuggle. The last snoogle. Avatar the Last Snoogle. That's how you do it. <laughs> what oh, am I talking man. about? It's fine. It's good. Keep it. Keep the keep the faith. Oh, the faith is here, my friend, and it's never going away. So first and foremost, the most uh, uh, quintessential sort of uh, Avatar, well, the world of Avatar sort of creature I can think of is Avatar Aang's best friend. I'm talking about mm-hmm. Appa, the Sky Bison. Sky Bison. Yes. Flying Bison, I guess. The Flying Bison, also known as Sky Bison and Air Bison. Ah, Excellent. 
Yeah. Live in the air temples along with uh, the the air nomads. They most notably flying bison uh, was Appa, who's Avatar Aang's animal guide. And the, also the uh, team Avatar's primary means of long-distance transportation. I mean, that's fair enough. Well, yeah, when you, when you got to go and save the world, I mean, what are you going to do? Take a boat? That's no. fair. Also, at some apparently at some point in the continuum, I don't know if this was pre-war you know, or afterwards when Avatar right. sort I, of brought union, it says that Bison also live in the Fire Nation, Tenetu, on an island by the Bonte tribe. Ah, yeah, I guess that's fair. We are covering both um, Last Airbender and Legend, Korra, yeah. like the, all the the entire timeline. Yeah. Um, so there might be some, and th- it's it's been a long series that it spans has. like the history spans centuries. Mm-hmm. So you know we'll, we're we're going to try to keep the information relevant, but bear that in mind. Definitely. So Skybizer, for those of you who are unaware, they are a large. Well, I I would, I would say that like if we're talking in five E standards, they may be huge. They're real I would, big. I would consider them huge. Like they're big lads. Yes, they're uh, covered Thick lads in very um think kind of yak like uh well or bison I guess what the fuck am I talking I mean, about Yeah, they're bison in <laughs> um, sort of a. Uh, uh, a white or light sort of tan uh, fur, just very thick, very wooly. Mm-hmm. But then down the uh, the scent from their forehead uh, is sort of the tip of an arrow, and there's just a darker sort of uh, arrow shaft that runs down their spine to the tip of their very wide tail, which is very sort of platypus or beaver-like, which is sort of what they use for flapping. Did the Airbenders? I may have just missed this piece of of like lore, but like, did the air? Did the Airbenders? Do the arrow tattoos on their head because of the sky bison? I think so. Because uh, I think so. Because the aren't they one bison, of the like the original? Yeah, like, they're, they're animals. The, the like original airbenders. Yeah, sick. That, so, that's yeah. who they learned it from, sort of. Um, and so I think that's why where the tattoo comes from for yeah. airbenders. Yes, that's super cool. Well, let's see. Oh yeah, there, there's a whole chunk of history here. Why not? Why not? Why what? not read a bit? So Let's it says, read a bit. prior to the Hundred Year War, many flying bison lived in air temples. They were highly respected by the air nomads who regarded them as the first airbenders. While Rad. airbenders were in training, they each received a flying bison to become their lifelong companion. They sort of, as, oh, a, as a new litter was born, uh, the, the young uh, recruits were sort of presented, um, and the sky bison sort of uh, picked them. Yeah. Yes, um, and they were believed to be the only way in which people could reach the Air Kingdom. Well, the Air Temples mm. was was via Sky Bison. And then after the genocide of the Air Nomads, Appa, who is King Avatar's... Not King Avatar. Yeah. King Avatar. King Avatar. Avatar Aang's <laughs> uh, uh, was believed to be the last one. However, during um, you know, the adventures uh, there, uh, it was discovered a new herd that started to grow again with colonies of healthy bison residing at all of the Air Temples. Uh, Yay. So, happy endings there. But yeah, love our air bison. We love our air bison. Apparently, they have five stomachs. What? Yeah, flat manatee-like t- uh, tails, brown eyes, shaggy white fur, and a brown arrow that runs along their back from tail tip to forehead. I mean, I guess like cows have a bunch of stomachs, but where is that in the lore? Where is that in the episode where we talk about? I don't know <laughs> sky bison anatomy. Oh, look at that. So uh, it says that most would have four transversal stripes running along their back and tail, which ends at the brown tip. Although uh, the ones Aang's rediscovered after the Hundred Year War have slightly different fur patterns. Mm. I know. Look at that. 
A full-grown flying bison can easily weigh 10 tons. Damn. And the tail is dexterous enough to touch the middle of their back, even uh, with quite a bit of force if necessary. Yeah, so they, they Abba's break... definitely, like, slapped some people with that tail. Oh, yeah, definitely. All of them employ airbending to fly, using their wide tails to steer through air currents and to defend themselves from attacks. They also uh, use their mouths to airbend. Flying bison use flight to graze from the top of trees. Uh, and since young <laughs> flying bison are incapable of flight for a week or two after they are born, the adults Aww. of the herd will stay close to the ground during this time to protect them. Like BB birds. Like BB birds. Um, they apparently, like uh, uh, elephants, have very good memories. Rad. Yes. Though fairly docile, flying bisons can be fierce and powerful opponents if pressed and enraged. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking back to, uh, I believe it was uh, one, the, the episode of Appa's Lost Days when he ends up fighting that uh, uh, porcupine oh. boar. Yeah. And dude, like, stands on his back legs and just, like, takes the thing out. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Did you mention that Sky Bison had, like, six legs? I think I mentioned it, but, yeah, they have six legs with three toes on each leg. Uh, <laughs> and, man, they they's real, real big. But, yeah, no, they, they pick a lifelong companion. Um, and I don't believe, like, if, like, their companion passes away that they, like, pick another one. Like They, like, kind of bond for life. Yeah, it's, if the human companion of a flying bison dies, that bison will typically flee to become part of a wild herd. Oh, except for one that instead chose to remain with Avatar Kiyoshi. Um, so mm. there's a bit of history. But yeah, no, usually they, uh, it's just, it, they're one and done. One and done. Yeah. Does, does it say anything about, like, Sky Bison, like, lifespan? Do, 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 do. Because, like, you know, a lot of animals don't have the same sort of lifespans yeah, as, as no. humans. But I could imagine Sky Bison being, like, an exception for some reason. I feel um, like they, they'd live a, a while, too, but I'm not seeing anything in here. Hmm. Well, it makes because I guess it makes sense if their if their sort of instinct is to bond with someone for life, they would do so, you know, and their lifespans would be comparable. Yeah. Ooh, some trivia, I guess. Ooh, give me some sky bison trivia. Apparently, original designs of flying bison made them more closely resemble sea manatees. Oh, dugongs. Apparently, they're the world's loudest snorers, with airbenders being second. <laughs> That's excellent. Flying bison are revered by the air nomads um, for inspiring the art of airbending. The tattoos of an airbending master deliberately imitate the arrow-shaped markings of the bison. There you go. Hey, called my shot. And flying bison meat is a rare delicacy enjoyed primarily by nobles living in the upper echelon of bossing. Say, fuck those guys. This is considered to be <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's flying bison. So, yeah. This they're they're super cuddly, super friendly. It seems like yeah. I want if I if you hmm, trying to think like if I would if I would like want the like like of course I want a sky bison, but like where am I going to keep it? You know? I mean, yeah, no, it would definitely be a light like a lifestyle change, like for sure. Because that thing's going to be want to be like this is more like if you live on like a farm and you've got like a stable. Or like yeah. a you know, like like a, a nice high vaulted ceiling. I mean, you have a high vaulted <laughs> ceiling, but yeah, but not that big, my dude. Not, th- not that big, definitely not for what did, what did it say? Ten tons, six tons. Yeah, like my apartment isn't zoned for that. Ten tons, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, so, yeah. If you want a sky bison, you're gonna have to make make a few lifestyle changes. But uh, it's what twenty thousand pounds. It's a it's a lot of weight. It's a lot of yeah. weight, definitely. God. 
I mean, what's fun about this is that we don't necessarily have to come up with, like, games and stuff, because we kind of would see this stuff throughout the series. Um, cause, yeah, because uh, wasn't there, like, like Sky Polo or something? Yeah, well, they, they, yeah, the Airbenders had, like, a lot of different games that they would play, but, like, I, I'm mm-hmm. sure that, like, Bison Racing was a thing. Oh, hell yeah. Like, like no doubt. I could like, see it, it had being be very Mario Kart style, where, you know, you, like hit people if you like fly over and tag a thing you're allowed to like shoot an air blast at somebody yeah. like just enough to be disruptive oh yeah definitely it'd be very fun oh it'd be so cool like it's just... all right so so since we can't do since we're not since we can't do like extreme sky bison sports because those already exist yeah. what's very what's very fun mundane things you could do with your sky bison i posit cross stitch ooh okay because um... it says their tail is very dexterous this is fair. Perhaps um, they could do a gigantic-sized cross-stitch. I mean, I would love, honestly, just, like, doing different hairstyles and stuff. Ooh. Like, like imagine, like, giving, like, a Sky Bison, like, a mohawk. Not, That's not like, shaving. Well, I guess more like a faux hawk. Not, yeah, like, kind of froof up the middle. Yeah, not, not shaving it, but, like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, sp- yeah, spiking that middle and give it that fin. <laughs> give them liberty spikes. Liber- liberty, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That'd be buck wild. No, but, like, put some ribbons, like, a, like a little bow. That'd mm-hmm. be cute. I would watch, I would watch a, like, cooking show. That was that had like a was either led by or had like a sous chef that was a sky bison. Yeah, I mean, I take it very cool. Going with a sky bison to like the lake would be great. Oh yeah, like imagine just like flopped on their giant backs and just kind of like f- just just floating. Just oh kicking. yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, no, I, there's a, a couple times throughout the series where I think like Appa comes in for like a landing over water and then just sort of like gets like right over the <laughs> surface and then just like flops. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so like that would be great like it's like a like a big living moving blob you know like the blob like at summer camp uh you know it's like no. when the one person sits on the one side of the big inflatable thing and then the other person like jumps from high up and blob. goes and you go flying the blob the yes. blob now i'm there we didn't yeah. call it the blob the blob what, what did you call it it was just it was just a mat like it was the just i don't know yeah it's the blob all right, <laughs> it's, it's a big blob. No, it was just like the the like, just like a big water trampoline. I mean, yeah, but it's like a big inflatable noodle that you launch people on. It's the blob. <laughs> anyway, t- taking a, taking taking your your sky vice into the lake would be rad as hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, moving on from sky bison, we have another uh, sort of air nomad native we have sort of the other mascots if you will of team avatar the first one mm-hmm. uh, we have we have everyone's favorite winged lemurs oh yeah yes uh winged lemurs lemurs wow. lemurs wing wa- wanged lemurs <laughs> that is one Are... wanged lemur <laughs> uh winged lemurs are small energetic animals there at the time of the last airbender series there was only one known descendant of the winged lemurs post uh air nomad genocide and that was momo as we all know mhm there are also ring-tailed winged lemurs which are a very, a, apparently a closely related species and not the same exact uh creature uh but they were discovered more prevalent uh, prevalently 
Mm-hmm. Um, winged lemurs, they're small. I would consider them, you know, tiny creatures. Yeah, they're, they're little ones. They can, like, perch on your arm. You I know? mean, they're the size of, like, a, like, like a, like a UTP uh, a lemur. Yeah, they're equipped with large membrane-like wings attached to their arms that allow them to take flight. They have predominantly black faces with two uh, proportionately large, uh, usually green eyes. And its fur otherwise is mostly white with several other black stripes. Momo in particular has like a couple ringed stripes around his tail. Mm-hmm. They have two very wide, long ears on the head that gives them fantastic hearing. Oh, yeah. Uh, they have monkey-like tails. Uh, they're very quick. They're very agile. They have an acute sense of smell and are able to detect food over uh, moderate distances. They were The winged lemurs were extremely popular uh, with air nomad children and adults alike. They made very good pets, uh, favorite children's pets, as it turns out. Uh, they were trained to do many tasks, uh, such as retrieve gliders that the air nomads used um, if they were dropped from their sky bison. They're very food responsive. Mm-hmm. And they're not above just kind of like flying in and kind of snatching food out of your hands like a like a jerk. But like seagulls. Yeah, there was this time I was at the Cleveland Zoo, okay? Oh god. Right, we're going on a tangent. And right. um I was on a field trip and uh, they packed this like do you ever have like school field trip food? Yeah. Where it was just like a disgusting like like ham and cheese sandwich that like everything yeah. was just sort of like together, like it was like fused and it was Oh like, yeah, it's awful. It was disgusting. And it was a time where I was I was like it was in like fifth grade and I'm like I'm done with this and I like tossed it out of like the pavilion we were sitting at and one seagull caught it out of the air like and mid-air? flew by midair and then like a like a, a wave of like twenty more were like <laughs> in its wake, like following it. And it ducked oh, back no. like a few times. So the what would zoom by and then like thirty just whoosh. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> you caused a seagull riot. Oh man. It was crazy. Fifth grade me was astonished. Twenty <laughs> seven year old me is astonished. Oh, I'm not twenty seven yet. I'm twenty six. What's wrong You're with 26, me? You're twenty six, not till May. Um what's wrong with me today, Zach? You're just being a cute boy. Aw. flying lemurs winged lemurs also have uh, kind of some cat-like behavioral kind of uh, habits they will kind of like rear their back up and hiss when they feel threatened or frightened much like a cat it also does say in this document that i'm reading that they like to be petted Mm -hmm. like a dog or a cat would so that's nice that's very nice yeah in terms of like listed out information that's all i really have here but um you know we've we've seen a lot of winged lemurs uh from from momo oh definitely no my my favorite thing and it was something i always wanted to do as a kid was you know like an organ grinder mm-hmm. I, I always wanted to do that with a flying that lemur because they have that fun sound that they make when they're like <laughs> so like i think that's, it'd be really fun good. to sort of like make music to go along with that Mm-hmm. And like maybe yeah. give him a cute outfit because like you know there's like that episode where uh, Ang's really sleepy and imagines uh, uh, Momo yeah. in like a kimono with a samurai sword, <laughs> <laughs> and then Appa's in like full samurai armor, which is great because he's got six arms and he's got like a sword in each of them. It's very threatening. Oh, it's very good. <laughs> yeah, contrary to Sky Bison, winged lemurs would actually make great household pets. Oh, definitely. I mean, you'd yeah. have to give them space to, like, fly around and stuff. 
Yeah, and that that's doable, and especially if you like, you know, take them on walks and things like that. Oh, yeah. Just let them kind of coast about for a while. Let them out. Let them do their yeah. thing. Oh man, like, that'd be a that'd be a pretty rad like UTP pet to have. Oh yeah, I could see like real like like you know real world like falconry, but with Ooh. with a flying flying lemur. But it's a but it's a lot more comedic. It's like almost like like a circus element to it. Oh yeah, there's like a it's like a ring toss. There's some you... hoops involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just send them out to to you know go retrieve different like you know you throw a frisbee. And just like go, and it, it and skitters off and flies through the air and catches the frisbee. So like a more ethical Purina winged lemur show. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like yeah, you have to get really complicated. It's almost more like like a racing drone, like Ooh, course. Okay. I could dig that. Yeah, and you got you've got GoPros strapped to the heads of the, of oh, the man. lemurs. <laughs> oh, and that's all the, good. Ju- the, ju- the judges are like oh yes this uh this ring tail lemur has precisely two rings around his tail it's very yeah very I, 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 I don't want to get into like pedigree and like the 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 bullshit like that has led to poor bulldogs not being able to like breathe out of their nose because yeah. people I'm getting into a weird ethical conversation about the the breeding of dogs here, but yeah, we'll we'll leave I mean, that yeah, shit out of it's, there. It's bullshit for sure. Yes, let dogs be dogs; they're amazing. Anyway, yeah. anyway, the ring-tailed winged lemur that is sort of closely related to the normal winged lemur—they're very similar. These ones have more of a uh, a white face white furred face with like black around the eyes and like Ooh. yellow eyes instead of green Cute. um and their tails are like entirely striped like momo has like the two little rings at the end of mm-hmm. his tail this tail is like entirely ringed white black white black oh um, that's cute they're also kind of shaggier it looks like their, their fur is like more of a darker gray uh oh. and it's just like really shaggy i found a picture and i love them <laughs> Oh, it's, it's very it, good. It's much like with you know with my cat. Like I've got a medium hair cat, mm-hmm. and I just I love the floofiness. Because mm-hmm. she's one's a, definitely got more floof. Oh man, she's such a good floofer. <laughs> mm. I think behaviorally they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very similar in size. They have the same sort of uh, connection to the air nomads and all that. Yeah, they're 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 very similar. It seems. Rad, but, rad, rad, rad. All right. I want to close off winged lemurs with a uh, with a question? Okay. If you had a winged lemur, you Zach Rob UTP, yeah. Which musical would you introduce to it first? Musical, like Broadway yes. show, sort of. Mu- yes. Ooh. My first instinct my is to say cats, but I think that's wrong. <laughs> Um, no one should ever be exposed to cats. Especially first. Um, I was going to say, like, Peter Pan. Ooh. I mean, Tarzan was the, a musical. But, like, there's all the flights in Peter Pan that I would that, feel like that's the, also the would be really into. That, I, that, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. I could get behind or then, that. Or like, or, like, a Mary Poppins kind of thing. Mary yeah. Poppins would be good. Mary uh-huh. Poppins, and then you could you could dress it him up in like a little uh, chimney sweep outfit, and it'd be really cute. 
and you can see Chim Chimney, and it'll be uh, hello, Momo. Mo. <laughs> Mary, oh Mary, Momo. <laughs> Momo Poppins. It's a jolly holiday with Momo. <laughs> oh man, that's very good. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will Alrighty. take my applause uh, where I can get it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Fantastic. So that's uh, that's right. one of the lemurs, eh? I think that that uh, will wrap up the first half of our episode. Let's head on over to uh, our sponsor for the day. Oh, right now. There are hundreds of dating sites, dating apps, and matchmakers out there. And do you know what they all have in common? A complete lack of respect for the humble goblin. Are goblins just expected to pick up the dregs left behind by the dashing half-elf sweeping away the fairest maidens? Are bugbears just supposed to be the third wheel to their dwarven friends all their lives? Are ogres really deserving of love? No. No. And yes. On Grumble, things are different. Grumble is the premier dating and romance service for goblins and goblin kin. At Grumble, our staff delicately reviews every application to ensure only the deepest connection between you and your future love, or loves. We cater to all genders, colors, and sexualities. Just say the word and we won't stop until you are thoroughly satisfied. Just listen to some of our most satiated clients. Before Grumble, I thought I'd never find anyone for me. Between my busy schedule of murder and pillaging, there was no time to look for love. Now, thanks to Grumble, every day I return to my cave, covered in the blood of my enemies, to the little green love of my life. I don't know how I'd pillage without them. After a hard day of trading stocks and bonds, it was nice to meet up with my newfound hobgoblin biddy for a good old-fashioned bone down. Let me tell you, Grumble got me exactly what I needed. Someone to share my hyper-aggressive sexual tendencies with. Price, no problem. Discretion, don't worry about it. Satisfaction, guaranteed. Big thumbs up to grumble. Me and my bugbear partner were looking for someone open-minded to add to our relationship, but goblins aren't really well known for being that flexible. However, thanks to Grumble, they curated several candidates for us to look over, and we welcomed Brizgax to our home and our hearts. Couldn't have done it without the hard-working folks at Grumble. Thanks, Grumble! Sign up for Grumble today with 25% off your first month using the promo code PETSHOP and start looking for the goblin of your dreams. Grumble. Get busy. Uh, yeah. So that was, so that's, um, Grumble. Yeah, no, we, we felt... We, I don't think we meant to put that one in. It's just you know this is you know Avatar: The Last Airbender is sort of a a, a PG property, and mm-hmm. uh, and like we're not, but it still feels wrong in a way. If, yeah, I feel like childhood me is a little disappointed in me. I mean, childhood me should be very disappointed in present me. There we go. Um, so sorry, just guys. A, but anyway, sorry. Um, I mean, That's if okay. you're if well, you're listening was... and you're interested, definitely check out Grumble. But right. It's kind of like a reverse 
palate cleanser i feel right now it's a it's a palate yucky it's a it's a palate stickifier there you go it's one stanky palate i have there anyway <laughs> there anyway uh yes we're gonna continue on um we're gonna look at the uh the awesome companion creatures from the legend of Korra series first off Ooh. we're starting with a uh, uh, fire ferrets um the fire in, in, ferrets the fire ferrets yes Point one goes to the fire ferrets. Future Industries fire ferrets. That's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> yes, uh, in reference to uh, Bo, the the main character Bo Lin's pet fire ferret Pabu, who Pabu. is an who is an adorable little boy. Oh, oh man! But yeah, fire ferrets. Um, they look sort of like I always like kind of like uh, like an elongated red panda. Yeah. Kinda. They got they got big red panda energy. Yeah, so yeah, they have this long, soft reddish brown fur on most of its body, dark red uh, brown fur on its short, tiny little legs. It's like a if you like you ha- like crossbred a red panda and a dachshund. Yeah, they they've got like that the long they, the, got, the short legs with the long body. Yeah, but they've got that thing where you know, like the the like front of its body can kind of like lift up. Yeah, all of its legs are still on the ground, you know. Mm-hmm. And its its light face has sort of tear markings. Um, and and th- as this describes, robust cranial dental features. Don't know what that means. Does that just mean it's got bitchin' teeth? Like, I think it means it has mean? bitchin' teeth, Griff. <laughs> oh, hey, look at this. Uh, the light face. Uh, the light face has white badges similar to those of the red panda. Hey. It is possible that each individual can have distinctive markings. Um, nice, but yeah, it's it's got a cute little brown nose and sort of bee little black eyes. Um, and uh, the most of its uh, its bushy tail has uh, alternating red transverse black rings. Um, and though the end of its tail is usually solid black, hey. and they're adorable. They're also really fucking cute. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like they're like a beefy ferret, so around around a ferret <laughs> size, just at, give you know a little more swole. A, a swole ferret. Yeah, uh, there. Uh, I was gonna say swole ferret. You took the words right out of my mouth. Did I really? Yeah, well, because I was gonna say a thick ferret, but I think okay. I described something earlier this episode as thick, and so I wanted to you know diversify my sort of adjective use. Okay. Um, and I was gonna go with swole, but you got it. So. I got it. Swole. F- a swole ferret. Swole ferret, DJ um, Swole ferret. But yeah, no, they're docile. They're friendly. Once tamed, they can be kept as pets. And um, it says it's obedient and lo- loyal to its owner, as exhibited by Papu, the adorable Papu. fire ferret. They can also be trained to do certain stunts, as demonstrated by Papu's circus acts. Because he, yeah, if anyone watched Legend of Korra, that he did do some circus acts. Yeah, wasn't he like their like the pro bending team's like opening act basically? Oh yeah, no, he would do little like like handstands, like walk on like jump, the front jump paws. Through rings. Yeah, jump through rings yeah. and stuff. He's awesome. Are fire ferrets from the Fire Nation? The, let's check here because you'd think so. This uh it says from Earth Kingdom. Well, let's see if you can also find them in the Fire Kingdom because because man, this fandom wiki is super useful. Yeah, we're, we're pulling all this information from the uh, Avatar fandom wiki, and there's a comprehensive list of a lot of different fauna, if you oh, guys yeah. are curious. Oh, it's We're definitely going to be coming back to this. 
Oh yeah, up at, the t- up at the top, yeah, bamboo forests of the central Earth Kingdom. There you go. So though they are fire ferrets, they're found in the Earth Kingdom. Probably just because of the like coloration and everything. Yeah. My home and native land. <laughs> Not really, but I wish it was. Your um, fantasy home. My and fantasy land. home and native land. Yes. Where you at? Where you would be? You would be Zach, spelled like just Z A K. Yeah, it's or like with like a weird ass like Q or something. Yeah, Z A Q. Yeah, Zach. Zach. What? What, a, what would my like water tribe name be? Oh man, because their names are all like a bit more long winded. I guess like I mean Sokka's is pretty simple. I guess. Sokka Katara. There, there. Are, it's yeah. a lot of like two or three syllable names. I would just be Griffa. Griffa! Griffamundo! <laughs> oh no! What? Trivia, it says that uh, 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 fire ferrets are sometimes used as food for uh, oh, pythonacondas. Pythonacondas? Yes, yeah, a mixture of a python and an anaconda. Those are both snakes. What is this thing? Is it just uh, a bigger snake? Uh, yeah, no, it's just a big, gross snake. It's just really mixed. A pythonaconda. That's terrible. Oh no, and apparently it's kept by a pet by some residents of Republic City. Oh my god. No, but I think... Pablo, no. Is a python a constrictor snake or a venomous snake? I don't know offhand. One second. We're getting off track, but I'm okay with it. Python? No, I don't need to know about Python, the coding language. I didn't think I'd have to specify. Yeah, no, Python's a constrictor snake. Alright. So, both Python and anacondas are just... It's just a, a mix of two constrictor snakes. That's a terrible animal. Oh, man. That's really rad, though. I just don't want them to eat fire ferrets, because I love them. Avatar writers, you did a really good job with fire ferrets, but what were you smoking when you came with, with came up with pythonacondas? Well, there's also saber-toothed moose lions, man. That's fine. I have no problem with that. You took two snakes and put them together. Okay, look, there's plenty of like you know fish that they put two to, you know two of them together, and mammals that they put two in together. Like you know what I well, mean? I guess, but like there are other reptiles aside from snakes. It's not like. Uh, Man, I don't know. I just think that's weird. I think that's a kind of a silly pet or a silly animal. Yeah. You just took two snakes and... That's like if I took two different types of sharks and just put them together. But then you get, like, gems, like the possum chicken, and you're good to go. <laughs> can we can we uh, curb the rest of this episode and just talk about python chickens? And talk about weird say? ones? Well, no, we gotta, save, we, we gotta save some in case we ever want to do another one. I guess that's fair. All right, fire ferrets. Fire ferrets. They're a, just they're just adorable. Like like have you ever seen that that just that video on the U, on the on the YouTube's? Wow. Uh on the internet where like the red panda gets like scared by the guy like stepping up. I think so, yeah. Yeah, when he's just chilling and but like, then someone <laughs> but they like someone dubbed over it a lot where like someone's like, oh, "Hey, no. how's it going, Rick? How you doing?" Wow! And it like freaks out <laughs> and it's it's really good. And I just want that to be my life with a cute fire ferret. You know what I mean? I want to see a fire ferret play the bongos. Oh my god, that'd be the cutest thing ever. I don't know why I went to bongos, but it I mean, feels appropriate. If we're talking about like circus fire ferrets, like I want to see, like you know, at the circus when they have like the big metal ball that people ride like dirt bikes in. Sure. And they like oh, they like yeah. ride around it a bunch. 
Like imagine like a little fire fair on like a little dirt bike. <laughs> it's like <laughs> and it's <laughs> spinning around. They get two of them in there, and they're like oh. going around each other. I think at the most I've seen in one of those things is like five people going at once. Yikes. I don't know how that happens, but they pulled it off. And it Very impressive. carefully. I haven't been to a circus in a long time. I don't think I've ever been to a circus. Mainly because circuses are kind of fucked. Um, but yes. I want to see a fire ferret. I want to see fire ferret ping pong. Okay. I like that. I want to see fire ferret snorkeling. Okay. I want to see uh, fire ferrets playing at an arcade cabinet. I want to see fire ferret here in my arms loving me like no animal ever has. I want to see a fire ferret wrapped around my skull like a very floofy crown. I want to see a fire ferret falling in love with another fire ferret um, and living a long and happy life together um, and then sitting on rocking uh, chairs and matching pashminas um, (laughs) as they just sort of look back and see how their life was. I want to see a fire ferret who grew up rough and on the streets and closed off because uh, they felt like they needed to put up a tough exterior to survive in this um, unfriendly environment, um, overcome the circumstances of his uh, childhood, and uh, find a father figure later in life and um, be with his father figure uh, as he uh, passes away and aspire to be a better fire ferret because of that. I'm, now I just really want to see uh, Fire Ferrets um, uh, as the cast of West Side Story. All right. I'm sold. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That'd be very good. <laughs> like, imagine all of those dance moves. You know, I never understood why all those... On a much smaller scale. <laughs> yeah. No. I never understood why all those street toughs were, like, such, like, classically trained dancers. Because it's a musical, Zach. Like, do they have, like, some sort of, like, city outreach program where people come? You just suspend your disbelief for five minutes? I guess so. Anyway, Fire Ferrets and West Side Story. What can we do to make this happen? Ferret Side Story. Ferret Side Story. West Side (laughs) Ferret. West Side Ferret's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Fire, Fire Side Story? Ooh, Fireside Story. Oh, that that's that sounds just like a thing that FDR is about to do. Fireside Story or West Side Ferret. Vote on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. Yes, there we go. Um, we'll put up a poll. Um, all right. No, there'll be no context to this poll. <laughs> just I love be it. These two options. Um, <laughs> My sense of humor is very dumb. I feel like like I know that you get it, and I know that people think I'm I'm relatively funny because people do laugh at my jokes sometimes. Yeah, but like man, some of the time I think my sense of humor is just the dumbest shit. I mean, were, were you and I are just a pair of fucking dummies that are just braving this world hand in hand? Yeah, you and okay. me hand in hand, bud. It's the, it's... All right, this I is love, a small I, tangent, but I wanna oh. hold your hand. <laughs> It's a little bit of Beatles for you. Anyway. Uh, this, this is a small tangent, but um, I, my sister and I definitely got our sense of humor from our dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is evidenced most of all by when we all get together again, that me and my dad and my sister will all be laughing at the same joke, and my mom will just be standing there shaking her head like, what is wrong with you people? You know, I feel that. Now, there's so many people who have met my mom 
um, mm-hmm. and then go, Zach, you make so much more sense to me now. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yep. That's that's that tracks. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what, what what was your impression of my mom? Hi, Jody. It's it, it's uh, hopefully I mean, you're, you're listening. Jody's rad. I mean, like. <laughs> The, the jokes I, I don't feel like I haven't really had an extended conversation with your mom yeah. too much. I don't think. Did did she when you first met her? Did she uh, uh, say I'm a hugger and hug you? I think so. I because that's very my mom. This was like probably six years ago when this happened. This but, is fair. Oh, but oh, I, I'm, I I feel like that is true. Hi, mom. I love you dearly. Hi, hi, Jody. I also love you. Oh, she's great. She's great. Um, all right, so. Our uh, last creature for the moment, our last friendo from the uh, world of Avatar, is the, uh, we already discovered, discussed uh, Appa, the Sky Bison companion of Avatar mm-hmm. Aang. We will now be discussing Naga, the polar bear dog companion of Avatar Korra. Yeah. Holy shit, polar bear dogs, guys. Polar bear dogs. I also think they're great because they're a water tribe uh, critter. So, water tribe. polar bear dogs, uh, they have more. Uh, the front half of their torso is the more bear side, and the back is the more dog side. It says the, the front legs are stocky and muscular in comparison, uh, in contrast to its more slender hind legs. It is covered in a thick white fur coat, which helps it stay warm in the harsh climates of its natural Arctic habitat. The polar bear dog has a long tail and an elongated snout with a large black nose and bear-like teeth. Its face is framed by two floppy ears and black eyes. Uh, Polar bear dogs are extremely strong creatures and can break through things like ice and even metal using their front paws. So what you're saying is that they look like they have always skipped leg day. I mean, kind of. <laughs> They've got those dog legs that are like, what's the word? Detigrade? Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, the face, the face is very uh, bear-like, except for the ears mm-hmm. and kind of the nose, I guess. So it's just very, it's just this weird smush together of, of dog and bear features. Not even weird, they're so cute, like... I mean, they're cu- they're weird to look at for a second, and then yeah. you go, then you Aww. look at those, that you look at that tongue, and you're like, no. It's the tongue and the ears that really do it. Yeah, it's got those really floppy, friendly dog ears. Yeah. Very familiar dog ears. Oh, man. They have, they, they tend to be kind of vicious. It's that polar bear nature in them. But they, uh, when when more properly tamed, and they can be kind of trained like dogs can then. So kind of hybridization of the behaviors of these two animals as well. They are used sometimes as mounts across the snowy plains because they're very adept in those environments. And yeah, as mentioned, uh, there's a, a famous polar bear dog, Naga, who is the uh, sort of animal companion of Avatar Korra. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're 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 nimble. They're really strong, apparently. Kind of probably a bit more ornery than like a sky bison. Oh yeah, like sky bison seem like super chill most of the time. Oh, definitely. Polar bear dogs can probably wreck you if you seem threatening to them. They'll just sit on you, and that's it. That's it. That's that's it. They're just that's it. They're just big good doggos. Yeah, bear doggos. That you can cuddle with. Like, man, like, imagine, like, that thing's just like, like, a, like a couch. 
I mean, yeah, we've seen, like, because in the, in the shows, you see, like, everyone sleeping, like, on Appa's fur. But mm-hmm. I think there's a couple scenes where, like, Naga's laying down and Korra's, like, kind of curled up, like, in the middle of Naga. Oh, man. Laying on the f- grounds. Dude, Polar Bear Dog would be a fantastic, just, like, big spoon. Yeah, like, dude. Especially if it's cold and you're like, come here, big dog. It's a, it's a two Polar Bear Dog night. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. And I just love dogs in general, so... Now, I wonder what would happen if, like, polar bear dogs just focused on leg day for a while, if, like, the proportions would ever catch up. I don't know. I feel like it's a biology thing. I mean, but, like... I don't think that... I don't think that polar bear dogs are regularly hitting the gym, necessarily. you you don't know that? Like... I guess I don't. Like, you know, sitting at that, that, that weird machine where you put your legs into it, and you just sort of, like, lift... bend at the knees... And the yeah. thing comes up. You know what I'm talking about? What you're suggesting to me is the existence of a secret polar bear dog gym somewhere in the Arctic. I mean, why not? Like, I, I, I would love to... <laughs> I got, like, this weird, like, drama-like thing in my head of, like, you know, like, the one polar bear dog who, like, wants to, like, make a positive change in his life and so, like, starts going to the gym. But then the one gym bro, like, polar bear dog... <laughs> Like, comes rolling up with, like, his, like, t-shirt that, like, the sleeves and, like, the whole sides are cut off. Yeah. So, like, you just see, like, all torso uh, and, like, a sweatband on, like, his head and, like, on the wrists with, like, those big, like, liter like, uh, uh, water bottles that, like, you have, like, the big handle on. It's just like, hey, what's For up, sure. bro? Oh, what are you doing <laughs> to my gym, man? This is my, my this is my kingdom, bro. And then like <laughs> shames the guy who for just trying to make a li- you know a, a change in his life, and everyone like laughs. But then he goes and like works out on his own and comes back and like beats the other one in like an arm wrestling match, and everyone cheers and it's like, oh yeah, maybe we shouldn't judge this book by its cover because um, you know if you put your mind to something, you can do anything. <laughs> that was all very specific. <laughs> I kind of felt like that one kid that's like, have you ever felt like you can't and when and then you and then what you can and then you can do anything? You know, it was a good bit. Like you, you were no, you were cognizant, you were coherent throughout all of that. Hey, so. thank you. Yeah, yeah no, no, that was dumbass movie synopses. Um, oh, I just realized that that was just the plot to. Um, oh God, it's this really weird ski movie starring John Cusack, like as a young boy, not a young boy, but like a teen. Uh, and it's weird as fuck where like he like comes out to like go skiing but then like the big ski guys like get off my mountain dude um (laughs) and like steals his girlfriend and she's like sorry he's the best skier on the mountain (laughs) and and then he becomes he like uh trains and beats him like down the most dangerous run on the mountain um, Ooh, like a black, like a black diamond run. Yeah, like the crazy one, like the Widowmaker or whatever. Uh, and then his his ex girlfriend's like, "Oh, now you're the best skier in the mountain." He's like, "I don't yeah. want to hear it." Huh. And then I'm like, "All yeah. right, go for Cause, it." Because John because John, John Cusack trained with his polar bear dog. Exactly. The polar bear dog knew all the like the like best like the the safest routes down the slopes. Really like helped him in his training process. Make sure that he's like could, could you know own the slopes and become his own man. 
Definitely. And then when after he won the competition, he tried to go back and because he was so proud and had the big trophy that to show off to his polar bear dog trainer. And the polar bear dog was nowhere to be found. Oh, man. Almost like he was never truly there. The polar bear dog was inside him the whole time. <laughs> he had the heart of the polar bear dog. And that's why he won the big race. The big race. John Cusack. <laughs> The man with the polar bear dog heart. John Cusack, 1998, The Big Race. Oh, man. That's a weird-ass movie. If I ever remember what it's called, I'll let you know, because you got to watch it. It's super odd. Oh, man. Oh, this has been a, a fantastic romp through the world of Avatar. Oh, definitely, definitely. We, we definitely need to come back here. Oh, we shall, we shall. It's a good time. Oh, <sighs> man. You ever think, like... Dante Bosco would come on the show. I don't know if I want to call my shot like that, but kind of, yeah. Oh, dude. Hey, Dante Bosco, if you listen, you, you want to come talk Avatar with us? <laughs> hey, we're under we're under quarantine right now. I'm sure you are, too. You want to just, like, hit us up and do, like, an hour of a podcast with us? Oh, no. Dante? We would be honored. Like Mr. Bosco? Mr. Bosco, please. Yeah. Also, also was Rufio and Hook? Oh yeah, no. Oh man, Rufio, Rufio. God, I love Dante Vasco. What a dude! I'm pretty sure Rin, uh, our, t- our our incredibly talented uh, voice actress for our advertisements, mm-hmm. um, she she kickstarted some project that was like some sort of like I think Hook revival project and has like a signed letter from uh, Dante Vasco on her oh, fridge. That's rad. Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, yeah, so she's got the hookup, is what you're telling me. The hookup? The hook the hookup. That's uh, gonna do it for us on this episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, everybody. Thank you all for joining us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net, where mm-hmm. you can check out the other shows on the network. Um they're all all fantastic programs and uh made by fantastic people definitely definitely you know talking about shows like imprinted echoes talking about shows uh. like another path talking about uh. shows like you missed it and that's yeah. that's that's the shows we have at the moment well that and this yeah. one this and shakespeare oh and shakespeare i forgot shakespeare i'm sorry shakespeare yeah um and if you're a fan of our show or any of the shows on the network please consider heading over to patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia where you can receive show specific rewards for the the tiers that you back and uh things like bonus content unique discreet content for uh for patrons unique and discreet Unique and discreet, uh, things like hopping onto our Discord page. But uh, in a more, I guess, serious note, thank you again for coming and checking it out. I know the world's sort of madness right now, so mm. stay safe, stay healthy. Yeah, um, wash and- your as as my dad tells me every time he's called me over the past week. Wash your fucking hands. Yes, do that. He it's- says specifically that. Just like all the time, like yeah, yeah, y- uh, yeah. Never not have the... your hands under running water is what there we're saying. There you go. See, uh, I, I lucked out and remembered um, I had a bunch of, like, disinfectant wipes, like a little pack, like a Ooh. bunch of little packs. And so, like, I have a couple in, like, my nice. coat at all times. Like, if I have to, like, go out to, like, choice, the grocery choice. store, I can disinfect, like, the the, the, the cart handles. and Oh, yeah. man. Just, yeah. Ugh. Be safe. What? What a wild time we are in right what now. What a wild yeah, Please time take care of yourself. In. Please take care of the people around you. Definitely. Um, do your part. 
Yeah. All right, Quarantine. enough of that bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, everybody. It's been fantastic chatting with you all. I have been Griffin. And I have been Zach. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day... Why, it's all about love, baby. It's all about love, baby. Have a good baby. one, everyone. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Dante Vasco. Dante Vasco, join us. Thank you all for listening to episode 36 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network on ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at PetShopCast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Patrick, Nate, and Everett for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Tuttle underscore Trouble on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show, as well as our producer Chase Greenley and Nikki Tuttle. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and if, honestly, anyone has Dante Bosco's contact info, we'd really like to have him on the show. So just, you know, yeah, let us know. <clears throat> you know, just on the down low. Thanks. We won't tell anyone. Except Dante Bosco. Okay, bye. This is a Ghostlight Media production.